Welcome back everyone. Have you ever wondered what would happen if you took SCHD and merged it with the Dividend Aristocrat? And I'm not talking about simply investing in both strategies in one portfolio. That would be too simple. Instead, I'm proposing taking the process SCHD uses and applying it to the Dividend Aristocrats. How would such a strategy work out? And how would you even do this? Well, two months ago I laid out this concept, and I'll leave a link to that video in the description below in case you want to learn about the strategy from the beginning. Long story short, not only did I lay out how this SCHD and Dividend Aristocrat baby portfolio could work, I have actually been testing it since November 1st, 2022, and the initial results are promising. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The portfolio started off on a sour note, returning only 4.9% in November. The reason I call this a sour return is because Noble was up 6.28% during November, and SCHD teched on a return of 6.03%. But December thus far has fared a little different. The portfolio is down 2.23% through December 28th, giving it a cumulative return of 2.57% since inception. Noble is down 5.19% in December, and has a cumulative return of 0.76%. SCHD is also not doing that great this month, with a loss of 4.23%. This places the fund at a return of 1.55% since inception. So the Dividend Aristocrat SCHD portfolio started off with a minor loss, but has since recovered that loss and generated some alpha. I am interested in the long-term results this strategy can yield, so I'm not overly excited by this early lead. I know the tables can flip in a day or two given the volatility in the market. Let me tell you why I believe this strategy can work in the long run, and then I'll dig into the portfolio and initial results. I like strategies that are based on fundamentally sound concepts, and I believe the four-factor stock selection process used by the underlying index that SCHD is built on makes sense. The process attempts to identify companies that are liquid, profitable, generate strong returns, appear to be attractively valued, and have a history of growth. To me these factors make sense, as attributes of a quality business that may be poised for above-average returns in the future. I would love to go back and backtest this strategy over the past decade or two, but I simply don't have the data or the manpower to pull it off. The next best thing I could do is test this strategy going forward, and this way we can all find out together if this strategy has any merit. I've already written up a summary of the initial results on Seeking Alpha, and I'll leave a link to the article in the description below if you'd like to check it out later. The data in the article is as of midday December 28th, so it'll differ slightly from the data I will present here today. The portfolio is built with 30 of the best ranked aristocrats, based on a combination of free cash flow to total debt, a return on equity, the forward dividend yield, and the 5-year dividend growth rate. The starting allocation was set using a float-adjusted market cap, with the maximum individual allocation capped at 6.67%, which happens to be twice the equal weight split. This gives larger aristocrats in terms of market cap a bigger weight in the portfolio, and as a result they will be the drivers of long-term returns. The largest positions in this portfolio are AbbVie, Abbott Labs, Johnson & Johnson, Chevron, Procter & Gamble, Pepsi, Exxon, and Coca-Cola. They made up 53.36% of the portfolio at inception. The 22 other aristocrats in this portfolio make up the remaining 46.64%, and really the 10 smallest positions only make up 8.77%, and should not play a major role on the long-term returns. Down the road, I should have more data to analyze and see what impact each position plays on the overall return. Since this is just a mock portfolio, I started it with 10,000 hypothetical dollars, and I don't intend to add any more play money into the mix to keep the results more simple to analyze. 
As of right now, the portfolio has gained $256.70, which translates to a 2.57% return. Noble and SHD are both not doing as well, being up $76.49 and $154.51 respectively. In Noble's defense, it is slated to pay a dividend on December 30th that will add an additional $67 and change to its gain. This will also boost the return by 0.67%, bringing it more in line with SCHD. What's driving the alpha in this portfolio are some decent returns from some of the more sizable components. Of the max starting allocation aristocrats, AbbVie, Abbott Labs, Procter & Gamble, and Coca-Cola are performing very well. AbbVie is up 10.62%, adding $70.81 to the overall portfolio gain. Abbott Labs is up 8.24% and adding $54.97% to the total gain. Procter & Gamble is up 12.81% and adding $85.47 to the total gain. And Coca-Cola is up 6.64% and adding $44.29 to the total gain. The remaining 4 max allocation stocks are not performing so well, but they are also not doing terrible. Johnson & Johnson is up 2.14%, Pepsi is up 0.45%, Exxon is down 2.71%, and Chevron is down 2.96%. Of the smaller positions, we have notable gains from Caterpillar that is up 9.49% and adding $45.94 to the total return. Caterpillar started out with a 4.84% allocation. Air Products and Chemicals is up 22.42%, which equates to $58.28 in gains for the portfolio. Air Products and Chemicals started out with a 2.6% allocation. Kimberly-Clark is up 9.69% and contributing $18.31 to the total return. The stock started out with the 1.89% allocation. Affleck is up 10.61% and contributing $19.20 to the portfolio. It started out with the 1.81% allocation. And finally we have Franklin Resources that is up 11.32%, but only contributing $3.62 to the total gain. Franklin Resources started out as the second smallest position in the portfolio with an initial allocation of 0.32%. The notable losers outside the max allocation stocks are Medtronic that is down 11.78%, which equates to a $67.63 loss in the portfolio. The stock started out with a 5.3% allocation. Target is down 11.78%, which equates to a $42.06 loss. It started out with a 3.57% allocation. And Cisco is down 9.87%, which is a $19.44 loss in the portfolio. The stock started out with a 1.97% allocation. This portfolio has a current dividend yield of 2.72% which is slightly better than Noble that has a dividend yield of 2.66%, but worse than SCHD that has a yield of 3.42%. Since November 1st, this portfolio has generated $27.94 in dividend income. Noble is slated to pay its quarter 4 dividend on December 30th. The dividend amount in this test will be $67.54, and SCHD distributed its quarterly dividend on December 12th. In this test, that dividend amounted to $94.49. Comparing my portfolio's dividend income to Noble and SCHD thus far is not really an apples-to-apples -apples comparison. Noble and SCHD pay quarterly dividends, while my portfolio will generate dividend income every month. Since the portfolio was started in November, we missed out on October income, and also missed most of the dividends paid in November. Quarter 1 of 2023 will be a better comparison to how much dividend income each strategy can produce. I'll also be tracking dividend growth and the impact dividend reinvestment plays on the total return. I have decided to let this portfolio run for a full year before it will be rebalanced on November 1st, 2023. At that time, I will run the stock screening process again to come up with the 30 best dividend aristocrats and rebalance accordingly. I am tracking how far off target the portfolio has moved since inception. As of December 28th, the absolute allocation drift is 6.28%, and I imagine this figure will only become larger with every additional month of data. 
in addition to this portfolio that replicates SCHD stock selection process, I am also tracking another portfolio that is a slight modification. I wanted to put my own spin on this strategy, so I have decided to replace the return on equity with the return on capital in the original four-factor screening process. So I ran my screener again using the new criteria and started tracking another portfolio to see how it will perform. The two portfolios do have a lot of overlap, but there are eight unique aristocrats in each portfolio. And on top of that, the starting allocations do have some variations. The second portfolio is performing slightly better thus far. It performed better in November, achieving a gain of 6.05%, which was better than STHD and only slightly worse than Noble. In December thus far, it is a loss of 2.86%, which gives it a cumulative return of 3.01%, which is a little bit less than half a percent better than the first portfolio. The major differences between these two portfolios are the eight unique aristocrats found in each portfolio. The first portfolio has exposure to Pepsi, Coca-Cola, Medtronic, Colgate-Palmolive, Cisco, Kimberly-Clark, Clorox, and Cincinnati Financial. While the second portfolio with my modified criteria has exposure to McDonald's, Lindy PLC, Lowe's, S&P Global, Granger, Genuine Parts Company, Brown Foreman, and Cardinal Health. And much of the initial difference in the total return can be attributed to these eight unique aristocrats. The eight unique aristocrats in the first portfolio have an average gain of 0.41% thus far. They had an initial starting allocation in the portfolio of 26.71%. This means that their impact on the total return for the portfolio has been 0.11%. The eight unique aristocrats in the second portfolio, with my modified criteria, have an average gain of 0.68% thus far. They had a starting allocation of 27.59%, slightly larger than the eight unique aristocrats in the first portfolio. This means that their impact on the total return for the portfolio has been 0.56%. The exact difference in the total return between the two portfolios is 0.44%, and the eight unique aristocrats account for 0.45% of the alpha. This means that the remaining negative 0.01% of alpha is found somewhere in the common aristocrats held by both portfolios, and probably a result of the difference in the starting allocation. The second portfolio with my modification has a current dividend yield of 2.42%, which is the lowest yield in this test. Therefore, I presume it will generate the smallest amount of dividend income in the first year. Thus far, it has generated $30.57 in dividends, which places it slightly ahead of the first portfolio, but this lead will likely be short-lived. The second portfolio currently has slightly less allocation drift, with the absolute drift being 5.59%. I think it'll be interesting to see what results these two portfolios can produce. This is certainly an interesting stock selection strategy for me, and I have high expectations that it can yield positive results. Of course for the results to be meaningful, we need a few years of data, and I am merely getting started here. I actually like this stock selection method so much, I have started an actual portfolio with my own real money that also went live on November 1st. This portfolio was however not built using the dividend aristocrats, but instead from a small universe of quality dividend growth stocks. I recently shared an update on how that portfolio is performing, and it started off pretty impressively with a return of more than 13% in November. I'll leave a link to that video in the description below if you'd like to check it out.